Hi guys, welcome to episode 12 of the Directly. I'm Maite. Today's episode is brought to you by me, Sofian, Scar, Agat and Aris. Those last two names, including mine, are probably not so familiar and that's normal because we are the new admins of the Directly. And for our first episode on this podcast before Louis' second album release, we wanted to focus on the lyric analysis and focus on Clotted and Larry songs. Recently, we have added new members to the podcast, Maite, Agath, Aris, Say, Madison and Jay, and some of them are in this episode, but don't worry, at some point you will get to know all of them in the future episodes. Their socials will be posted on Twitter later today for the ones that are comfortable. This week's shout out, shout out! at Lightup for the Brave 28, Sean for some amazing ideas and um, different things that we will talk about in this episode and this was inspired by um, their TikToks. So as we talked about in the introduction, this week's podcast and this episode will be about lyrics analysis and just um, it will be also focused on some songs that are about um, like closeting or um, Larry in general. And so at first we wanted to talk about songs that are about the discovery of um, like Louis and Harry as queer artists. Um, so they are like tons of songs about it. Um, you'll you'll see like if you could see just what like everything that we wrote, it's really long. But um, just to start off, um, I think that like Light Up, as it seems like pretty obvious, is about um just like you know coming out and just being really comfortable in um in your body and that is like one of the first songs that harry did um like as a um like solo artist and obviously you can already see that he has way more power than he had in um one direction even if like you know it is only the beginning of his journey but you can still see it through the lyrics and the video itself like yeah I don't know if it talks to you guys but I feel like it is a really good song about queerness Um, also like came out on national coming out day which was really really loud and the the story with me and lights up um so I was just really I, I really liked Harry but I was not in the fandom when he came out and so when Lights Up came out, the music video, I was like, oh, my God, it just came out as bad. That's so cool. It just came out. And I was like, I remember I posted on my story on Instagram, like, oh, that's the be- best way to come out. <laughs> and then, like, years later, I was like, what is not? Uh, like, for me, it was so obvious. Like, you were no, being touched by men and women. I was like, oh, that's so cool to do in coming out that way on this day. And so if people still think it's straight after seeing that, I was like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> but, uh, that's the thing. It's like when you tell someone you like Harry Styles, their immediate like response is, oh, they gay one? Like, yeah. Yeah. you what? Yeah. What? <laughs> and then you just have to explain to them, like, yes, but like, not yes, but exactly. no, but yes. <laughs> yes. Like, go into 10 years of absolute law. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, lights up talks to me like a like in a, like special way, if you will, because 
when it came out, the song, I mean, I was also kind of figuring out my sexuality and whatever. So I saw the video and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that really, that was my whole reaction with the video. And I remember talking to a friend and she was like, yeah, it's some, similar to what um, we already talked about. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of a... If you, I mean, I think it's if you show it to any to anyone who is part of the community, I think they will kind of connect to the to the song specifically because of the music beat in general. I know if you, I know. Yeah, no, because yeah. I agree. I remember having to explain to a class because they were doing a PowerPoint presentation of like celebrities you didn't know were like allies. And they put Harry Styles in there, and I was sort of like, "Did you guys even watch the Lights Up music video? Like, like, did you did you did you watch it? Like, that man is not simple. Like, he is an ally, but that's not all he is. Like, is it not that obvious? Yeah, I definitely think Lights Up is the kind of song and you know music video that it's like you can be literally anyone, and you can just see that that's not a straight person like it's very like it speaks to a lot of different audiences I think you know because it's like as a queer person it obviously like you can relate to it but then as a straight person it's it, it's just like you just see where it's not straight you know because it like of of I mean if I mean if you've seen the video you know what I'm talking about yeah like, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's leaning like the the way he's leaning uh, with his eyes closed towards half naked men. Yeah. Like that's not an ally. And also, he did like the old promo of this song was, "Do you know who Do you, you know are?" Who you are? Yes. And you don't yeah. ask this question for another topic than your sexuality or your gender. Like, do you know you yeah who you are? Like, you're you're human, so you can't say anything else than oh, I'm bi or oh, I'm gender fluid or, or something like that. It's so it was very... already so loud. Yeah, it's a very yeah. statement song. Like he, yeah. it, it was a single for a reason. Like it was mm-hmm. sort of like a here it is. Like I need you all to buck up and listen. Yeah, mm. I I also I don't know if anyone like remembers this, but um. You know how there was like the website where you could put in uh, a name and it would oh, give yeah. you like you know what I'm talking about where it would yeah say um what what was it called like do you know who you are is that what it was called or yeah it was I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah I don't know if anyone remembers when there was a point for like I don't remember how many days it was but it was really not that long but if you put in Larry it would say the same thing every time and it would be like. I, I can't remember what it said. I think I have a screenshot of it from like, you know, when it actually came out, but it was like, is real or is, is something. And yeah, I feel like that being part of the whole lights up thing when that's literally like a queer screaming song is just like really big. Yeah. yeah also, yes. the whole promo for this song, like, I mean, we already talked about it a bit, but the question, do you know who you are, is the one question everybody who's questioning themselves makes. <laughs> yes. you, oh, yeah. You, you make question yourself. That, yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know who you are? So, because, I mean, it's... It's, it's like, a journey. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is a journey. Like, I mean, um, being a queer artist also means, like, 
um, most of the time people that are queer, you know, like you say that it is a queer identity, like it is a part of your identity being queer Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, having this gender and sorry. And most of the time, like, um, yeah, just as you said, um, Aries, I think it takes some time to discover who you are. And especially when um, you have like a different kind of sexuality or a different gender, um, it is a moment where you will just like do an introspection of who you were like even if you knew who you were before now it just like questions everything and like now you don't know who you were again which exactly. is exactly that it toasts. and another thing yes. that comes into play with that is the whole again like denial and self-hate which again is not a thing i oh, don't yeah. think a lot of people mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. like a lot of people yeah. don't know who they are because they don't want to be the person that they think they might be and again it's a journey of having to sort of accept it within yourself to sort of be like this is who I am and I've just got to embrace it and if people don't like it then they don't like it yeah yeah and and I feel like it um is the case for a copy of a copy of a copy of Louis which like is a um like the the same kind of journey but also is like um just as you said like can be an a journey that is like difficult for some people and like it mainly talks about like like um how she crying dry your tears away like um yeah it is mainly yeah. that because like you don't know who you are and you're lost lost in this world and just like don't understand where's your place um and in yeah and like in a way also you can kind of link out of my system to it as well in some respects like the lyrics it's almost like the end of the journey and just wanting to be out there because that's kind of how I interpreted it because like it's a bit um I only want to go faster towards disaster every time because obviously once you get to the end and you like everyone knows they're all sort of like oh and you're not really sure how to interpret what the ending might be and it could be disaster it could be a great thing and yeah I mean we can brush up on that song later but but just uh, about lights up also um the fact like so he always asked do you know who you are and then he said step into the light so basically show yourself and accept yourself and don't be afraid to show who you are like step into the light let other people know who you are you know Precisely. I, mean, I think it's that way and you have this part when he's in, in all blue and he's under big lights um like at night in the music video and also uh lights up i feel like it was at the beginning of the europe tour uh lights up was a song where he was um putting up the the pride flag and like it was not street people with kindness it was more lights up like i remember in manchester it was this way and yeah it was yeah the flag was there every time i lights up so yeah Yeah, i i agree and i think like going along with that um like lights show what is really there you know it's always hiding talking about light it's like yeah like step into the light like so you can see what's really there because in the darkness you you can hide things in the dark but you can't hide anything in the light because that's it it shows you know again like what's really there so yeah Yeah, you're on display for the world to see yeah exactly and also it's like he's coming out of the closet because the closet obviously is very dark 
so he opens the door of the closet and then it's stepping into exactly, the light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um like an- another song I also wanted to talk about was um She, which Oh I think... my god, yes. <laughs> yeah, like um so many people talked about it and like um I know that a lot of people are analyzing this song because like that is so interesting to just um choose like this kind of metaphor to just explain the way your um gender works like um yeah like use another human being like she lives in the daydreams with me um yeah and some people just think that um, it's a really crazy like like analysis of the song which I yeah. don't really, because like it just seems so logical like in my mm. yeah in my mind just it yeah it feels really normal to just see it that way I don't what? know if yeah like what uh sorry you wanted to talk I was, just, I was just gonna say like what made me laugh the most was like people only recently like figuring out like especially on tiktok it oh, was mainly yeah. the solo. it was mainly the solo sort of being like oh my god this is actually what's the song about as like as if we hadn't been talking about yeah. it for the past like <laughs> two years yes. no like uh actually what's like obviously for me is the same like it's the most logical way just because of you know the lyrics uh, why he plays pretend and everything but what really sealed the deal for me is i was watching troy uh, sivan stories on instagram so he's a, man. yeah, yeah. and basically was you know answering question and everything and someone st- instead of saying you as a gay man, he said she, and that's when I learned that actually gay men between them, it's like, oh, what, 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 what is she doing like this afternoon? That's basically mean, what are you doing? You know, like, is they're talking about at the, uh, like, is someone else, but yeah. as she, and also we know that uh, Nick Grimshaw talked about Harry using the she pronoun. So I think like it's a very gay thing to do, but like I'm not a gay man, so I don't want to talk for them, but that's what I learned. Like I actually uh, went to Google then to confirm it. And so for me to sing she uh, and to say, yeah, she lives in daydream with me, like she lives in his head, like obviously that's not a real person, so. But, like, she's real to him. Yeah, exactly. And also the fact she doesn't know who she is, that just means, like, yeah. It goes well when... uh, It goes well with, do you know who you are? And I don't know who she is, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, um, you you can just see that it's not a part that um, he brings to reality. Like, when he just Mm -hmm. says that, um, like a woman who's just in his head head probably just like because um he is um scared and i mean closeted also just to show um this side to others but yeah like obviously it's just a song um of someone exploring identity and just like the way he really is and as you said again like yeah i feel like it goes very well with just his identity in general and just like understanding and trying to yeah and when you say she stays in his bed that's really like oh when i'm home i can be who i want to be uh with the person i love but when he has to go in public 
this feminine part of him stay in bed, stay as, at home because he can't show it to the world. So she stays in bed when he wake up. And then when he goes to the world, she just stays because he can't show this part of him to anyone. Yeah, so, that yeah. also correlates. Do you remember one of the interviews, like the newer ones that we got? I know, I don't remember the month this year, but it said that only like the closest people to him really, really knew mm -hmm. like he, him as a, I know, as a person, the sense of, and I think they, they mentioned his sexuality or whatever and that was the answer and I think that correlates with with the whole she uh, what I mean what the song talks about mm -hmm. yeah. yeah exactly because it didn't say oh I'm not queer it said my friend knows who I am but I don't feel like talking about it publicly so yeah so people saying he's unlabeled or saying he's straight no that's it never said that because I feel like some people think unlabeled means uh, I don't want to talk about my label, but sometimes like, I feel like unlabeled is more like I don't want to give myself a label, but it has a label. It just doesn't want to share it to media and everything. Mm. Exactly. Um, only for the brave. Um, it's, it's obviously quite an obvious song. Um, obviously with the lyrics about Princess Park and then of it, again like being a habit that you can't break like I sort of a lot of part historically gay relationships like of, of course they had to be hidden so it's more of like it was more of something they had to do in secret which is again sort of like a habit like if you've got a bad habit for example sneaking into the kitchen and eating biscuits when you really shouldn't like it's and you can't really break it and it's gonna take time to really yeah. accept that about yourself and I think the lyrics of Habit really do sort of portray that as best as they can but um one thing I actually wanted to mention was apparently um I literally only found this out today it he co-wrote it with someone else yeah which one um only the right no was it only the brave or was it what am i talking about only i'm talking brave. about the wrong song i'm talking about the what? wrong song <laughs> um, <laughs> so give, give me a minute it's i've had like no sleep so i'm trying to catch yeah. up on what i'm talking about only for the brave sorry let me let me get back to my point only yeah. for the brave is quite again self-explanatory so is habit but i didn't that's that's irrelevant um only for the brave like the whole it's a church it's a church of burnt romances like just speaks a lot about how sort of the whole religious context of being obviously gay it's not really accepted in most churches and like having it yeah I, sorry this is so hard to explain I'm just gonna stop no, talking no, now and let you yeah. guys discuss okay. <laughs> no, yeah that, that was perfect that was like completely true you just I was talking about two different songs, though. I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, it's okay. that's completely okay. I feel like um, what what we can have about Only for the Brave is obviously, oh, it became so fast again um, for everyone. And obviously, we know Louis can't, like, he's not ready and just can't raise a flag. So Precisely. So everyone doing rainbow project lights or doing with the with the flags and everything it, it really meant a lot to him and I don't know if you saw this story 
because in Dubai, um, uh, flags were not allowed, of course. Um, so this person was front row and she saw she saw that there were no flag and obviously she saw Louis was kind of bummed. Um, and so she, during the entire song, she put up a, a picture of a rainbow that she yeah, found on so, Google. Yeah. And she, and she, she showed it at, at him the entire show and he smiled and it's actually in the teaser of, of uh, his last video. I, I don't remember which video, but basically a video about two. And he puts that moment and yeah, I think it's so, so powerful, the, the power of this song. And I feel like he didn't know he would go that far. And he recently talked about the way, like uh, he, a fan and, um, asked him, uh, did he know about Only for the Brave being a gay on time? Like, what did he think about it? And yeah, he was kind of happy about it, like he said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he loves that people have their own interpretation of the yeah. song. But like you said, a church, like you don't burn ch a church for straight weddings. So, you know. I, mean, I think yeah. another thing about this song is it's, it's such a simple song. It's it's an acoustic song. Like it's mm. got a guitar yeah. and that's about it. And I think that really almost resonates with the listeners because it's it's very close to like heart, if that makes sense. Like it's a soft acoustic song with mm -hmm. one person singing and like I sort of feel like any acoustic song you sort of feel more immersed in the music but only for the brave with the lyrics and obviously the guitar it really you sort of listen to it and you're like oh yeah but also he's oh sorry 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 go, go no, ahead go ahead um he said only for the brave was the only song he didn't write at some point he said something like that um Basically, apparently, it was written for Oasis. I, I don't remember, but it was written for someone else at first or something. But I don't mm. know if it's true or if it's because it's so, so loud that saying, oh, I wrote it would be... Yeah, you know, could get him in trouble. Like the, yeah, this album was on Psycho, so, you know. I mean, he yeah, wrote it, awesome. but he co-wrote it with two other people. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm. That's all. I mean, if you search for the credit, credits of the song, uh, that comes up. Mm -hmm. But I, what I was going to say earlier is that I think Only Rave also resonates with people who have gone through the questioning yourself journey. Because in the end, when you accept yourself, you realize that, I mean, it's it's a brave thing to kind of do. To it's a solo song. Yourself. You've got to exactly. fly your flag yourself. Yeah, as you are and love who you want to love. So it's mm -hmm. kind of, I think it kind of transmits that feeling too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And yeah, like like we always say, you, you don't have to be brave to love someone for on the opposite gender. Like like you just, you know, you won't get shit about um, homophobic people or something. So like you said, uh, introducing the song and explaining say yeah love is only for the brave but straight love doesn't have to be for you don't have to be brave really you don't have to censor yeah. it yes exactly so yeah yeah completely one of the ones i wrote down was um it's kiwi but it's not obviously the whole song it's just um the like basically just the line um talking about 
an actress in a black dress i definitely think like you know a whole song doesn't have to be about something for you know like that it can be lines of things and i just think like i've i've seen so many people make tiktoks about that about like how when he talks about an actress in a black dress like hello an actress like it's, yeah it's right there like it doesn't could yeah. it be louder yeah it just is someone acting and it's like that's literally what we've been talking about this whole time with like all the stunts Mm -hmm. it's like they are literally acting like being with each other basically Mm -hmm. um the next one i wrote down is basically the same thing it's not obviously the whole talk uh the whole song but um in late night talking talking about wish i was around and how much that's repeated i just think it's like management has tried so hard to separate them that it's like wish i was around like wish that they weren't always like being forced to be apart if that makes sense because they they I mean obviously we both know they wish they could be open together like that's what we've all been hoping for for a while so I just yeah those are my two yeah and it's really a song about someone who is always away in another and in another country and I feel like I saw Terry's uh, saying daylight was about the same thing, about the fact that they are not in the same time zone a lot of the time. So basically, like night talking is, yeah, I can only talk to you when it's night for me. Yeah. And and basically, yeah, it's always really late. And daylight, uh, I saw they were saying, the fact that it's cursing the daylight is because when it's daylight for for them uh for the other person it's night so he can't he can talk to him uh anymore because like he's sleeping or something yeah and and like we know with all the stunts that, that are always following him that it can't be about them but it could yeah. be about someone who is always doing in other country yeah because that's so, the thing that yeah. really annoyed me the most was a lot of people were saying late night talking was written by olivia but Late night talking what? was written. Late in, late night talking was written in Tokyo, like yeah. I think it was during. It was either during the pandemic or during fine line era. I cannot remember. I'm awful with dates, and they weren't even like quote unquote together at the time. So it, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I think it it told uh, it. Uh, it said uh, it was supposed to be on fine line, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because so. that's why at the beginning of um late night talking like while he's performing it mm. main, from what from my show at least there was like um almost speeding through tokyo like mm-hmm. the the graphics on the screen you know what i mean there yeah street yeah. signs of every country yeah exactly. yeah i mean the whole album was written before this whole br relationship or whatever you want to call it uh so it doesn't make sense to say that those like the whole album is for yeah her, like the math just doesn't math yeah exactly <laughs> should we talk about cinema yeah i wanted to just i briefly just wanted to touch on this because i think it was yesterday's show someone brought a sign um and it was you know the line um you pop when we get intimate <laughs> oh, and, oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah and the whole poppers thing and like right that I, was I, really I, smart because yeah. to figure yeah. that out, you would have to know what that means. 
No, because that's like, the thing. Is I did, I did think like when I heard this song because I've I've used poppers, you know, for for a, for a laugh, and yeah. um, like I did read up on it beforehand, and I found out that it was mainly like gay sex. So I was like, oh, this is <laughs> this is cool. Um, yeah. and then obviously I heard the lyrics, and I was like, wait, so he's either popping someone's cherry or someone is using poppers. I'm not sure which one, but anyways. <laughs> and then obviously yesterday's events happened where someone bought a sign and he literally looked at it and gave them a thumbs up and i was like you sneaky devil like okay thanks thanks for the confirmation yeah but have you seen it was, yeah it was the... two nights ago but yeah exactly. yeah sorry again yeah. i'm awful with times <laughs> have you seen no that the... actually the person who wrote that sign they wrote it because they thought it was fun and they did that at the concert they actually took um how what um proper is it? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, they took that. So it, their intention was not to like to make the Call him out, but it was more like yeah. haha and funny. They, yeah, and, and a lot of people say, Oh, because and a lot of people when they saw the tweet, they were t- like talking about Larry and stuff and the person who wrote the sign said, My intention was not that. I don't even believe in that. So like yeah. Yeah, they thought it was like a fun sign, but they got another thing. It's yeah, like... and when you see yeah. Harry is reacting to it, he's like he's shocked that the person people understood. It was like, oh my god, you get it. So it's even more funnier that, like, it's even funnier that the person was not thinking about that at all. And yeah. talking about that, do you remember? So basically, before HS3 came out. Uh, people who already listened to it was like, oh, there's this song, Cinema, who is about, is a stunt song, is about Olivia. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? And then remember, Harry's were like, oh, he doesn't know how, how vaginas work, basically. Like, he doesn't know a <laughs> woman, a uh, woman, the sexuality of women, like, he's, he's so bad at it and was like yeah maybe there's a reason why yeah <laughs> it's, it's not about women at all so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and also like you know the sentence um if i'm stubborn when it comes to this and um you know like a lot of people um think that um this is like also kind of mentioned in sweet creatures well like um you know um i know it's hard when we argue we're stubborn. We're both stubborn. Yeah. We're, we're, we're both stubborn. Um, I know. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, like, um, it might be connected and, you know, like, it'd be about um, the same person. Yeah. We, we yeah. Can't remember who it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's about Gemma, um, obviously. Come on. Of course. Because <laughs> it's so obvious. How can we not see it? <laughs> yeah, oh like, God. people said, women don't pop. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, and and the poppers, like, I was like, oh my god, it didn't really use the word pop. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my god. And yeah, you you're getting yourself wet for me. It's clearly like women can't. Yeah, basically, yeah, we we understand. Yeah. It it does it itself. Yes, yes. we get it. Come on. <laughs> We know way too much about Harry's sexuality. We do. It's really he's he's an overshare for sure. He really is. 
Louis shares a lot about his emotion yes. and about the drama and everything that happened. So the, the problem of miscommunication. Have you just like, oh, do you know who I fuck? <laughs> this is all. Yeah, Have you guys so had medicine? It was so yeah, funny. Exactly. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that, like, hello, medicine exists. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And what's funny is, like, the fact that in real life, like, when he meets fans and stuff, He's actually like a really shy person. Like no, he is, and that's what makes like, me laugh. Yeah, like he's not shy to where he'll not talk to someone, but like he's a very like socially awkward in a way, kind of. Yeah, person. socially anxious. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. I was just gonna say. Like, I don't think he is like shy. I think he's just like socially awkward and anxious. Yeah. Like, yeah, he seems to be pretty open with his friends, but just like I understand because also you know like people that you don't know it can mm. be a little bit yeah he's i don't think he's the sort of person to sort of go up to everyone anyone and be like did you guys hear my song medicine like did yeah. you guys understand the lyrics <laughs> did you want me to explain it <laughs> I oh my god imagine <laughs> so you know he just takes the poppers off of his bag and he's like yeah that's what you're about do you, know do you want some works? do you want to try some <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Yeah, like medicine is pretty self self explanatory. I oh yeah, agreeing yeah. that we're yeah. talking about it later. Yeah, Actually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we we can talk about it now if you want. Oh, okay. might as well just mix everything up together because yes. they all correlate in some way. So, yes. so basically, yeah, we were talking about the fact that we know way too much about Harry's sexuality, and when we thought we understood everything about medicine, it just surprised us again yeah so basically so the i think about the him them the fact that boys and girls are in i mess around with them or him i feel like he says both like sometimes according to his crowd his audience and everything i think he, he can say both but in both cases it's gay as fuck so you know, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah but um about yeah so during the new york shows um I feel like he loves to mimic uh, things when he is <laughs> listening. Oh my song. god! Don't even. So, um, <laughs> he started like he started to mimic a lot of blowjob when he was say- singing "Oh, you tasted." Um, so we were like, "Okay, we get it, we get it, we we got that." Part. Yeah, like but when then... he shakes the mic, but it is. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Like, bro, inched. But the new part that we didn't know, we thought how you write it was about someone writing is yeah yeah but we found that it was oh you write my face so like he basically yes, mimicked it two times <laughs> oh yeah it was in new york you, you've also got um, to remember that like this long hair harry which explains yes, exactly. quite a bit <laughs> oh my god so yeah i think maybe or you write it can be both but first things he never never uh, confirmed it was write it and tasted right like he never said oh that's a rig and even if in the studio version like I thought that if we listen to the studio version they won't be, be a blend but they actually is but it's just been so <laughs> not hiding at all that we figured it out and so now we know that all you write it is basically like to eat out men I guess but, which yeah. good for him <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah i can't take off this video of him mimicking uh, a rim job and i was like what 
Oh my god, Harry, that's too much information. <laughs> this is a family show. Exactly. <laughs> like they are they are imagine people like 12 years old coming to his show with their parents. I was like, oh my god. I could never. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I haven't seen Harry with my parents. It would be so so interesting. I did, yeah, but I luckily played... didn't sit with my mom. <laughs> but he played that song in front of his family as well so yeah exactly know. like when his family's at the show how are they like how are they okay <laughs> i mean yeah he mentioned a lot of things in his song that i would never talk with my parents but yeah, yeah. even just yeah. the things he says in interviews as well not even just the songs yeah he's like <laughs> yes. so open about like that kind of he's stuff. unhinged like fine line is about sex and being sad or if i was not famous i would be a virgin like <laughs> like fair enough good on you and i can understand but just yeah, remember I can like completely get you and there that. are children here <laughs> yeah oh yeah medicine is probably one of his loudest songs and i think that's the reason it's not on the albums because if if it was on the album he would have to put out the lyrics right like, it would not it would be able be to be played official. on the radio. Yeah, and when there was so this journalist from the Rolling Stones, and he wrote, um, I messed around with him, and apparently Harry reached out to the to him and said, "No, it's them. It's not him." But yeah, like of course, if Harry was saying, "Oh yeah, you can write him," then people would be like, it would be even louder. So. I mean, to be honest, I did read like one of those blind item anonymous things that apparently this one guy was staying at a hotel and the, he was talking to one of the hotel managers and apparently Harry Styles is having an orgy. So, I mean, <laughs> the pronoun them could be used for a reason. Yes. We all never know. Yeah. Like first time I, I heard it, I was like, okay, so yeah, <laughs> he likes to do threesomes and everything. And I mean, yeah. I mean, gay sex is pretty wild sometimes. <laughs> and he has to have fun. Like, I mean, he's a celebrity. You can do whatever you want. He's living his best life. Yeah. I mean, if I had this, his face, I would sleep with everyone as well. Even if I, <laughs> you know, I don't know. As you should. That reminds me yeah. of, this is so off topic, but you saying that reminds me of um, in Don't Worry Darling, um, not really spoiler alert because it's just words but um when they called him ugly and i like i don't know if that was a joke to the fans but it really felt like it i don't know if anyone remembers what i'm talking about but at the dinner at their house when it's like it's when they mentioned um that he was ugly did any of you guys oh yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. i haven't seen the movie oh my god it's it's traumatic but it's good like it's it's really good it's but i left the, i left the cinema and i was like what have i just witnessed yeah i watched yeah. it twice and it literally just each time was the, the second time wasn't better than the first i was still no literally mm. i've i've been spoiled about almost everything and i don't want to be spoiled about everything everything but like i just didn't want uh to pay for it for once and also oh, yeah, fair like enough. harry is so I mean, so, like, I'm so protective, you know, and, and kind of possessive with him in my fandom. Like, I just want to share with other friends that I wouldn't want to be in a, a cinema room. Uh, I don't even know how you say it. Um, with other people who 
don't really know him or with people who are just you know crushing watching the film for the fun yeah and seeing him having sex with a girl in front of other people i would be like no no i I just like no you can't you know i don't know how to explain it but that i was laughing the whole time like through through those scenes i was giggling like it was that bad yeah (laughs) i this is also kind of just a last thing about don't worry darling but um I don't know if anyone else noticed, but, like, obviously, you, we all know that um, the movie was mostly promoted on, like, the fact that Harry was having sex. You know, like, that's yeah. kind of what we yeah. yeah. But it wasn't even, there wasn't even that much in the movie. Like, mm. it, it really wasn't, like, there. Yeah, it wasn't she, even, like, it lied. wasn't even... No, literally, it wasn't even like Harry saw something. Since it was like, this is about female pleasure. The woman was mm. trapped in her bed, stuck in a simulation. Yes, exactly. I don't think so. Yeah. Also, she lied because she said there was another sex scene that she wanted to add in the teaser and they, like, they settled her or whatever. And then people saw the movie and they're like, no, she actually put every sex scene in the, t- in the trailer. So like there was yeah. not even another scene. Yeah, I mean, unless there, there was one like that they filmed but haven't put in the movie. Um, which is also yeah. possible. Yeah. I think but... our opinions on Olivia Wilde deserves a whole other podcast episode because we can <laughs> yeah, honestly yes. go on yeah. about yeah. her for ages. We actually I was going did to say that, but also, I mean, look, I'm going to study cinematography in SA, right? So I love all about film, whatever. The only thing I'm going to give it to this movie is the editing and like the aesthetic is really oh, yeah. well done. Yeah, the fantastic. Part of the movie, I'm not going to comment on that because they pissed me off so much how they were promoting the movie in the sense of they i was getting email after email after email like buy the tickets buy the tickets i was yeah. not going to buy tickets i'm sorry yeah. but no it's, it goes against a lot of what i believe in whatever i was not going to actually like pay for the movie i might see it in like another way <laughs> but i'm not going to pay for tickets yeah that's exactly. the problem yeah, yeah. That is the problem now, is Harry Styles is more of a brand than a mm. singer, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, he, heard I just, he's so marketed. <laughs> yeah, I know, sorry. <laughs> it's it's hard. <laughs> um, but no, he's more, he's more of like a, a market scheme at the moment than an actual human being. And I feel like mm. a lot of people will use that to their advantage. And anything that you can profit with his name off of, people will use that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, they actually broke, like, there's a rule in like this in the cinema world, right? When you promote a movie and the movie is, like, it's rated R and it's like, you, you need to be, an, I mean, above a certain age to actually go into a cinema. Oh, yeah, I got I'm ID'd. Not... I got ID'd multiple times to go in. Oh, yeah. really? My, but, yeah. my cinema, they don't ID you after, like seven and also if you buy tickets online they can't id you so i bought buy mine online because i'm 15 so i just got yeah. it yeah, no they id'd me both times uh-huh. they shouldn't i mean they shouldn't been able to promote the movie using harvey's newsletter because yes. people who are underage could have been subscribed and you were promoting something a movie that is rated uh explicit or whatever you want to call it right and there's a rule for that. And there's actually, like, a whole, like, I think, organization that makes sure that doesn't happen. This yeah, no, my... Give... Sorry, carry on. 
No, that this movie didn't even care. I mean, the movie, not the, the, not actually the movie. I mean, the team who was promoting the movie didn't care about that. They didn't care about a lot of things. That's why I think it's not like really good way of promoting a movie. But yeah, because my nine-year-old sister was getting adverts for the film, and by adverts I mean like the whole trailer that you couldn't yeah. skip. You had to watch the whole thing, and she's she's nine. I don't really think she wants to watch Harry Styles eat out Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. Like she was, she was just trying to watch her gacha videos. Like let her be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was insane. Like it was all over the feed. Uh, I don't know how many things. Like I know they they paid a lot of media to promote it. Like the media work at uh, was paid by Warner Bros to promote uh, it as well. So they they well on all in into that fuck that promotion. <laughs> They so, were gifting yeah. tickets to concerts, I think. Oh, so they I, were, yeah. I like. Ha, I mean, I get it, but if they are going to do that for that movie, they should have done the same for my policeman. And I know they are not going to do it, and they didn't do it because they don't have like money in the uh, movie. I, I believe that Harry's team had something to do with like maybe like the financial part of the movie with Alan, because if mm-hmm. not, why the hell they were promoting the movie so in the way they did? Because I understand yeah. your client is like lead or whatever, but it doesn't make sense. Like you hear nothing about my policeman from HSHQ compared to how much we heard about Don't Worry Darling. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it's also because it's not going to be in theater in every country. And also yeah. my policeman doesn't need to be like they know it's going to be successful and really the critics are going to be good and everything. So, but yeah, yeah from the start, it started like really all bad things, all bad buzz. So they had to do more and more. And I feel like also um, Olivia maybe had some issue with money and everything and i think she went over budget or something so basically all the tickets for this movie were like the only chance to not be screwed up towards the producers or something like i think they they had a really big commitment to achieve like a big goal so they were really really desperate i feel like do you uh, ever do you ever wonder like how long it's going to take before someone leaks like because do, do you ever wonder about the scenes between Shia and Florence before Shia got obviously mm. left the film uh like do you mean like when when uh actor was going to say the yeah no I was, it was just it was more a case of like do you ever wonder how long it's going to take for those scenes to be leaked I think they didn't report oh. anything oh I thought they did I think they didn't because they had problems with like shuttering the right, the yeah. So I think they didn't even get around shooting anything. Oh no, fair enough then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it didn't like basically. I don't know if you saw the text between him and Florence, but basically it was saying that he didn't have enough time to rehearse, and Florence was like, "Yeah, that's so weird. Like we don't have enough time to rehearse." Yeah, and basically Shaya was like, "Okay, I just." Um, I just like realized it's going to be more than just problem creating. Like there were other problems that it didn't mention in the in the text, but you can understand it was really 
a very bad organization and everything. And even Florence at that point started to be annoyed. Um, yeah. And also he couldn't really with her because she was not able to be in the US or something. And like she went to a funeral or someone of the, our friends and everything. So she was not here. So obviously she, they couldn't rehearse together. They just did FaceTime or something. So it was really bad. Yeah. And, and so that's why she left. She said, okay, there are way too many problems and didn't want to be implicated in these very messy films. And when we like before even all this mess started, we we always already realized it was such a mess. Like oh yeah. So, but anyway, <laughs> we should do a podcast just about yeah or why Olivia was this problematic. I yeah. think it yeah. could be yeah. like five or eight hours. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We actually like did an episode on the Olivia stunt. Mm-hmm. Like we have a part of Olivia being problematic, but it's like it's not a whole episode, but it's I feel like it's enough light on yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also every every time we add like like every every month, every week there's something new to add to why yeah, exactly. it's problematic. So yeah. Right. We were at Little Freak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mainly just wanted to talk about that again because it has links to she. Well, again, it's up to interpretation because some people are saying it's about um, Caroline Flack while other people are saying it is, again, about sort of Harry's feminine side. Um, but it was mainly just... I, I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but it was a while ago and we basically went through the whole song and um, it was sort of like the whole red wine and ginger ale thing, like especially mm-hmm. ginger ale is quite like a. I, I'm not really sure how to explain it. It was it was quite an in depth conversation. It's like lyrics, like you've become some paranoia. Like it's almost something that he's kind of scared to let out sometimes because he doesn't know people's reaction on it. Um, and then oh, what other bits were it? there um oh sort of your delicate point of like is tended to be like stereotypically like women have quite a you know delicate out view on life and I think that could sort of reflect onto his feminine side but again the whole song is up for interpretation I just thought it was worth mentioning mm-hmm. what what struck me I was actually shook and I feel like not a lot of people talk about it because basically I talked about it when it was just leaked. It was not out yet. But, mm. you know, he's saying little freak Jezebel. And when you go to the meaning of Jezebel is, it's going to remind you of someone, a female yeah. who is seeking attention from and possibly plotting to use someone who is wealthy or otherwise desirable in order to, in order to gain status in society. She's often beautiful and knows it. She used her looks to her advantage to lure in her next victim. She doesn't enjoy being out of the loop. She very much has to be the center of intention, attention, but also doesn't have many real friends because of how shallow she is. She will do anything and will use anyone to get what she wants. 
she's interested in the people she's interested in purely as a status symbol and will toss them away and move on when they no longer satisfy what she wants. That sounds familiar. I don't know about you. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is the so loud. It's, like, it, this song has so many different interpretations and people yes. really can take it as they wish. It's just worth mentioning because it, it is a very almost stunty song, but it can also be mm-hmm. interpreted as, again, sort of his feminine side. And I've spoken to multiple people about it and everyone's got their different views on it. And it's just really yeah. interesting to see how people perceive the song. Did yeah, you see and- the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm um, sorry. I was just gonna like um, also just talk about what you um, mentioned. So Jezebel, and um, when I looked it up on Genius, so it like yeah, there's like a whole um, point on Jezebel, and so the the end of this point, if I can just like read a bit, is basically just saying that it is um, a well-established critical term that has been oddly debated in academic circles for years in regards to psychoanalysis and international intersectional feminism. And so it basically says that by calling someone both Little Freak and Jezebel in the same line, it could imply a fascination with the person's sexuality or sexual expression, which is basically just what you talked about, you know, like, yeah, just really can make us think of like what is the main um topic of the song and what is yeah what what does Harriet want to and that is the issue with these boys is they're both extremely cryptic so it takes us ages to actually figure out what they're trying to say so yeah basically I had this theory that little freak could be a duet like always you um between Harry and Louis and I don't know I don't remember which part were which part in my theory but basically sometimes when you listen to the lyrics you can feel like it's two persons talking to each other uh, because there are something that looks more like Louis, something that mo- look more like Harry and everything. So yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> I just had this theory. But, uh, like you said, I feel like this is one of the most cryptic songs. Uh, like everyone has a different theory. And we saw during both Ono's nights that Little Freak was probably the most sensitive um for him to sing like he was about to cry every time he sang it like he was really really emotional and then he didn't sing it at all uh, during the whole um europe tour so i was so upset about that so yeah i just want to add like a small point about like little freak so just you know like the name you know like freak is also um you know can, can be linked to you know the, the fact of being queer um mm-hmm. like be, being queer was also at the time you know kind of being a freak so it can also be just um another like synonym that he uses because he didn't want like you know, i mean little queer would be like probably um impossible to just use for now but um yeah just as Aries was saying um harry's cryptic um louis also really cryptic so yeah, it might just be a way of um, hinting that. And about Freak, like when we saw the first uh, picture, like in May, about the circus music video, 
Um, I thought it would be about Little Freak because of the movie Freaks. I don't know if you know it. It's a very old movie in black and white. Um, basically, it happens in a circus and there are freaks who are actually people with disability, like there are no arm or no legs or a bearded woman or something like that. And basically, there was, they were exploited by the circus as they always are, always are, and they take revenge or anything. So Freaks is, yeah, like, it was, you know, Freak Show, it was also in circus, like, so I was like, oh, maybe it's about that, but no, we know it's sushi, but yeah, I don't I know. know, like, this song is so, yeah. I, I, don't has, I mean, I know what I'm going to say might not make a lot of sense but my nan is like a huge elvis fan like he loves him to death um so the other day my dad was showing me a clip of the new elvis movie right mm -hmm. and well elvis management was i mean super controlling in the sense of they were on him every single day every single like hour of the day or whatever like, and I relate that to how, how his management is, right? Mm -hmm. So, Elvis actually, like, kind of, I don't know if, if it is true or not, but in the movie, they show um, how he started, like, going around with a circus, right? So, in, like, a two, but with a circus, and he how he started making music there. And when I saw that, I kind of thought about the music video or, like, this, this, the thing, how it should with the circus, right? And I mean, it's not really related to the song, but it could be related about how Harry's management is like super controlling in the sense of, I mean, that. Um, and mm -hmm. we know he loves Elvis, like he says, he has said it a couple of times already. Yeah. Like the, there was this story about um, music for a sushi restaurant being about the music industry. So, I don't know if you saw the first theories that came out uh, tonight um, about the music video because we had the mermaid emoji uh, by HLD. And I was talking about like uh, early 2022, I think. There were rumors that uh, Harry shot something in the sea. So I was like, oh, maybe he's going to be a mermaid in the music video. And someone said something really interesting. They were like, oh, but wait, um, si like siren mermaids are, are majestical, majestic creatures that lured the sailors, right? So basically, we thought about the fact that maybe he's going to be captured as a mermaid and went to a circus. And basically, that would mean... Um, the music industry captured him to to sing like a mermaid and to lure the fans, basically the silo as a fans, and then they can exploit him for money. Because really, the fact it shows a circus for me when we got the picture was so, so loud because all the people in the circus, especially back then, were always exploited. Like every time you have a movie about a circus, like Dumbo, anything, you can always say, always see that they are exploited. They basically they use their talents, and they exploit them. They, they and they all capture like you know the tigers, the elephant, and everything. 
So, yeah, like they take animals from the yeah. nature, you know, when they exactly. are in their natural element and just being good with themselves to mm -hmm. um, just being in a cage and exactly. um, having to um, entertain others mm -hmm. by like being a part of a show, which is like exactly yes. what Harry is doing. So yeah, that would just make yeah. so much sense. Just like his bird ring um, about a goldfinch that's basically a goldfinch is a bird who is captured because of his melodic voice and basically the goldfinch used to be captured just to entertain people with his, like he was forced to sing and the fact that he has that around his finger during all the tours that he was basically forced to do and now a circus, like if he is a mermaid captured like we just uh, theorized tonight, it would be one of his loudest music video and yeah. Honestly, also, it's very, very sad. Also, he dress yellow with feathers. Uh, yeah. Oh, basically, we learned tonight as well that when, like, in the Greek myth mythology, uh, Siren, uh, when then turned by some god, I don't remember which one, uh, into birds... So we were like, what? Like, like mermaids went turned into birds and then they were keep on singing to sailor, but sailor was smarter, so they would plug their ear with their hands. And so the mermaid was so frustrated, but they were birds, right? So they went to the sea and drowned or something like that. I don't remember exactly. I think maybe it was bird at, uh, at first and then they went to drown in the same became mermaid or something like that. But basically bird and mermaids are together. And you remember the Escher shirt that, that was so loud, you know, it's like an optical illusion of birds becoming, uh, of fish becoming birds. I don't know if you remember. Um, it's a drawing that was on the shirt of, of a woman that Harry posed with and it became Limonry. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I go too far, but there are a lot of theories. Oh yeah, um, well, I, I just looked it up. That so in COVID, metamorphosis, um, so he wrote about sirens and basically it said, some version um the like in art the sirens appeared first as birds with heads mm -hmm. of women and later as women sometimes winched with bird legs um okay they evolved um like in inch with ancient tales they evolved and just became the mermaids that we know today so yeah Oh my god. Yeah, I'm really excited about this music video. We're probably going to get it by the end of the week. But I I didn't read the old theory about music for sushi song being about uh, the music industry, but I mean it would make a lot of sense if this music video is in the circus. Yeah, I, I haven't either like looked at a lot of, of things about it, but yeah, I, I hope to mo know more about it in um, Matilda? I mean, I wrote that, but what I wanted to mention about Matilda is that I don't think it's kind of a song about his discovery as, like, 
queerness I just think it's kind of a song that talks about like the the acceptance of like others and like how they perceive you and all that kind of stuff and I think that if I again if you've not gone through it you're not going to fully like get the meaning behind the song so I think it's like a special song song for him and for all the people who are who relate to the song in, in any way they they want to relate to it yeah so the first the first time I I listened to Matilda I was like oh my god is like he's talking about the book by Waldal because like when I was younger, I used to read all the Waldal uh, books. I was like, that's so weird. Like, why why is he talking about this book? And like in such a weird way, like like he, he knew this person, Matilda, which is a fictional character. And then I went on Google and basically, I don't remember what it called, but basically since queer people um like back in the days where not as repre- represented as now so they used uh books or things that was about other things and would interpret it as talking about them so matilda is a very gifted child and his parents don't accept her that way because they are dumb and everything and stupid but then she found uh, Nalai, uh, which is his t- uh, teacher, uh, who is helping her, like embracing who she really is. And then she became powerful and take revenge and everything. So basically for queer people, when they read that book, uh, especially for young queer people, they were like, oh, it's, it's just like me, I'm different. And that's why my family doesn't accept me. And I found an ally who maybe, I don't know, a teacher or a friend or something. So basically, the, like it was a very queer book. It became a, a, a queer book for queer people. So the fact he used that book and made it exactly what it is, taking a, 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 a story that was nothing about queer people, and made it about queer people is so powerful for me. And that's why it's also so emotional because maybe when he was a kid, he read it and interpreted that way, even if we know his family is really supportive, but I don't know, like that made it another another dimension to to know about how this book became really important to queer people. Yeah, and and um, Harry actually said that he took inspiration from um, Raoul Dahl, mm-hmm. um books like Matilda. So, yeah, it would just make yeah. a lot of sense because he... Yeah, yeah he, he confirmed it. And, and also, in in his song, um, there is no label put on the songs, like, like put on Matilda. Like, he never talked about um, them, like, as a she or as a he like no pronouns mm-hmm. or really put on so yeah it could also just mean something yes exactly i know i mean i was just thinking now because one of my sisters is like really loves olivia rodrigo and she has a song kind of i mean same um feelings as maybe matilda in the sense of i um they were telling me my sister was telling me the other day how uh, that song relates to also people who are like struggling with themselves, like 
the like perception of themselves, their sexuality, or whatever. And I think maybe it's like in the same um, that people relate in the same way with Matilda. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what Louis said as well, that he really loves when people make their own interpretation of songs and that they, you know, like it's better when people are really connect with a song and they make it their own and always talk about me because or something. So Matilda, I think, is, is going to talk to everyone and the fact that they always introduce it by saying... This song is very important to me, and I hope that someday is going to be important for you or something. He says something like that. And yeah, I mean, it's probably one of his loudest songs, I feel like. Even if he doesn't really talk about himself, like, I mean, maybe he does, but it's like he, he looks like he doesn't talk about himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I wrote a. I, I mainly don't think that this is like a song about Harry or just like um, him discovering himself as something in general. But I, I, I do feel and um, I understand that it resonates to a lot of people, like especially a lot of queer people have said that it also just like really um, resonates um, because um, it sometimes, you know, when you're queer, you're parents does not always like accept you and your family in general does not really accept you so um you just have to do it on your own you know and that that can also be like a way of seeing this song um yeah so i really understand that people like people and just queer people in general and just really attached to it mm-hmm. yeah. and also since he's in the community i'm sure he met a lot of people who are not accepted by his family. Maybe he wanted to do a songs about all his friends or all the people he met, or even his fans that he you knows struggle with their sexuality or being supported by their family and everything. And it's it's really a song about hope, about finding your own family, and like you don't have to to be abused by the people who put you in this world because you can find your own family with people who actually support you. Basically, the song is about that, so... Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, I wrote uh, <laughs> to people with kindness um, just because of the whole like history around the place where it was filmed, and that one lyric that relates to the community in itself. I mean, if I'm not wrong, I remember when this the music video came out, um, people were like uh, kind of talking about the place it was, it was filmed and how it used to be like a gay underground club when it was not allowed to be, mm-hmm. where people were not allowed to be like gay or, or whatever they wanted to be, they were not allowed, so they had to like have places specifically them to like get together I think it was kind of that I'm, I don't remember right now but i almost sure it was that mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing we've been talking about since we, we've started this analysis of different songs how um, all at least well not I don't know if all of them but maybe most of the songs we've talked about now they also 
relates in the situation that kind of Harry is in, I think. I mean, because he's not really allowed to be who he is. So I think that is like really a strong uh, connection with this music video, maybe. And also the line of the song that says, if our friends will pass away, it's okay. I mean, there was a time where like gay people were like really targeted because of AIDS and I think that could also be that and they I mean they were targeted because of just being gay but I mean it worsened with the whole AIDS situation and I think maybe that line could also res- resonate with uh well with that yeah exactly there were these theories about two people with Kanex talking about AIDS and the fact like you said in he shot the music video uh, exactly like you said, uh, they had to hide in private clubs and everything underground. Um, basically, a gay men was the first one to have AIDS, right? And because they didn't protect themselves and everything. So for a long time, people thought, first of, first of all, they didn't know how it was contagious. So they thought maybe just touching a gay man would give you AIDS. And also, they, f- they thought it was just a gay man disease. So exactly like, and I feel he said, and if your friend will pass away, it's like, oh yeah, we don't care about gay men. Like if they all pass away, like, I think, the, yeah, basically what you said. And also I feel like one of the most, um, lo- the loudest uh, lyric for me is feeling good in my skin, especially when yeah. he sings live and the way he, He's very gay coded, coded, like doing like his little dance, feeling good in my skin. Yeah, I mean, and also obviously it's a song where he always raised flags, so. Yeah, definitely. Also, do you think, I don't know, but there was a story about the music video that the woman, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges, was um, representing his feminine side because they really do everything together the same the same movement and everything so there was also this theory which is pretty interesting as well yeah also um the dance day routine they did if i'm not wrong if i remember correctly uh the kind of not this is hard to explain but not the genders but the part where traditionally men dance to that part mm-hmm. dance to that part and harry dance to like the mm-hmm. woman usually dance to exactly like when he you know when he goes uh oh, i don't know you say in english but yeah basically when you kind of drop the woman like it's always like that and in in this video it is the one who do that yeah exactly I mean, then I kind of wanted to, like, I, I know it's not, I mean, a solo song, but I think that one of the songs in One Direction that actually was a bit, I mean, one of the loudest for me is Alive, because if you change girl for boy, this song makes perfect sense. I mean, it makes much more sense that with the word girl. 
Definitely. Uh, things, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, I was just gonna say like, uh, I haven't thought of any um songs written during One Direction days, but like a lot of songs actually make a lot of sense. Like, oh, even, yeah. if I could yeah. fly, for example, like yeah. Um, they fly don't know in. about us. Yeah, like yeah. they don't know about us is so huge, yes. and um, it's pretty much only makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take into consideration like Harry and Louis, um, like relationship at the time, or mm-hmm. like just closeted artists in general having a real, um, yeah, a real romance that they cannot talk about it because like otherwise it would make absolutely no sense. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because also- basically with their stunts, they they were always in the media, so. Or everyone who know about them. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, what is the lyric that like, kind of from Alive, which kind of, I mean, kind of self-explanatory, uh, the part which says, can you find out what is wrong with me? And mm-hmm. that is a question that everybody who wants in their life question that is why you make that question to yourself like exactly I think that that's why I think most of these songs are really loud because they they kind of talked in that um, how do you say this in that kind of line in the sense of I mean again lights up do you know who you are and like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff Exactly. The, like, exactly. I, I was thinking the same thing because it's my mother told me I should go against some therapy, like conversation, like conversion therapy. Um, the doctor, can you find what's wrong with me? I don't know why I want to be with every boy I meet. I can control it. Uh, like, it doesn't make sense with girl. Like people were saying, maybe it's about you know a huge sex drive or being an infomaniac or something. But no, and then they're like, "Hey, it's okay if that makes you happy, if that makes you alive, just live your life." So yeah, it's like it's so so loud. Um, maybe one of the loudest, and it became uh, again some back then. I, I heard about it. Um, I wanted to talk about sign of the times. Yeah. Um, Basically, I don't know the whole theory about Sunday Time, but it's been theorized that it was about closeting. And I just wanted to talk about it because of how similar it is to copy of the copy of the copy. Basically, they, they all talk like they had the same sound, basically, like they had this weird song that you can do with a guitar or something. They had the exact same song in both songs. And also, like, stop your crying is the sound of the time, and hush, hush your cry, man, uh, young man, hush your cry. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like these songs are so similar. Also, they are pretty long, both of them, I feel like. Um, so, sign of the time for a long time were like, what is this song about? And I feel like in the interview, he said it was about a woman who lost his son or something like that. And we know when they talk bullshit like that, it's actually really loud. So when you say welcome to the final show or something, maybe it's it's like, 
maybe when he was sign of the time, he was thinking it would soon be over. And of course, we have to mention that sign of the time is actually the name of a company uh, owned by people from Sony. So it was also really loud about that um, because the, the, the name is not random. It basically targeted the music industry. Yeah, yeah. It's it. If I sorry, it was the first song he sang like solo, right? Yeah. So, and this is this has been bugging me for years, and I still can't figure out what the hell was happening with the whole One Direction interviews in this in the sense of. You remember the interviews Harry said that um like he was kind of saying he was not straight but i but like not explicitly mm-hmm. yeah i love to talk about so for this to be the first song he sang so long it's a bit kind of loud and you know it's kind of i don't know the thing is i still can't figure out what the intention was in like 2015, 2016, what, what was the intention back then? Because everything was pointing to like, at least Harry coming out as maybe bye, but then everything was worse. It got worse, like just like that. And then this song came out. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, it's weird. Honestly, I feel like we should uh, analyze all the lyrics because I never take, took the time to do it, but like, it's so cryptic, that song. But it's clearly very, very important to him. And yeah, I don't know. I should read, read the thread about how it's about closeting and everything. But like you said, I feel like maybe he thought it would be free because basically that was Jeffrey uh, promised him, I think, like it's a theory, but what yeah. was so maybe he thought, okay, it's going to be okay, it's a final show, like it's a like I have to pretend one last time, and yeah, I don't know. But yeah, to say but... we got to get out of here, so you have to say it doesn't mean to say we got to get out of the closet, I don't know. Yeah, but like for me, uh, Harry's management, Harry's team nowadays is kind of another side of the same coin, and that coin being the music industry and modest management and psycho and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So for me, it's I don't know who, which one is worse actually. I mean, for me, they're both horrible. You mean Louis, Louis and Harry or the boss management? No, no. Uh, Modest and the Asos. Like yeah, I mean, words. yeah, I mean, he's still in Sony, so of yeah. course, I, and Asof is one of the richest people. You know, so, yeah. The, yeah, the other day I was actually just like uh, on Twitter, and a tweet said that um, the the only reason. Jeff is Harry's manage, manager is because 
his father couldn't be his manager because if not, it, there was going to be a monopoly within the music industry and that is kind of prohibited. So mm-hmm. that's why like Jeff is kind of a placeholder for his father. So mm-hmm. and that would make a lot of sense in the sense of how um Harry has been like promoted and all the things we've I mean the stunt and another kind of a bunch of other things. And yeah, and I think that's actually worse. Yes, basically um Jeff started to lure him he like since 2013 I feel like yeah uh always like he wanted Timba like in one direction how he was always the most promoted the world like the they made it a, a leader somehow something it was a fairy tale it was always more promoted than the other so basically they knew it was going to be a gold mine and um Jeff lured him a long time ago and we think he promised a coming out and that's why the Xander stunt started and everything and then uh, maybe Harry was convinced he would be more free with Jeff but Sir Jeff I feel like is almost useless and every big decision is made by his father and it's just his father little puppet so I mean, I'm sure Jeff actually likes Harry, but he's so he's so stupid and so useless and he can't protect Harry and, and only think about his money and to make his daddy happy. So, so yeah, uh, it's like, it's actually awful. Well, like to be in those hazards with like one of the most powerful men in the industry is yes, it's really, really bad. But we're going to change that a little bit of positivity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly because what's good with powerful men is that they have a lot of skeleton in their closets no pen intended but they have done really bad shit and they are really bad people and you can always find something on them to to put them down basically to expose them and because yeah, yeah. but the thing is that music industry industry has been like this for ages now mm-hmm. and there's been some cracks here and there and like people actually fighting back but mm-hmm. i know that i mean i think that people should understand this and it took me a while to understand it but i think once you do it's actually more clear harry is not i mean harry is replaceable within the music industry right mm-hmm. thing is Nowadays, he's in like a stardom kind of phase, right? And mm-hmm. everybody's going to want to sign him just because he has a like really, really big fan base. And it, like, it's like a gold mine right now. But thing is, they're going to put limits to it because they want to have profit. And that's why Harry is replaceable because if he doesn't go along with it, they can just replace him. Just like that. I'm, I mean, I sh- I'm sure they have like a lineup of lots and lots of artists who they could actually make of them what they want them to make. Mm-hmm. So he has to compromise in some bits. And I think that's why a lot of what happened this year happened. And I'm not saying it was Harry's choice because it was not. I'm just saying that he had to have to have compromises. 
Yes, but I, I feel like it I, I feel like for the start of his solo career you are absolutely right. And I feel like he was so scared of going solo because all he knew was his band. That and also I'm sure he was brainwashed to thinking you are nothing without us and we can blacklist you and basically you have to compromise. But I feel like the more and more he realized how strong his fan is but in fine his fan base was that I feel like now he actually knows that he could do independent and his fans are so loyal that we would follow. But there are two things. One, he can be blacklisted and when you go independent, basically the music industry can do that you are not allowed to do any radio station, your music will not be played, you can do any interview and anything, like it's really easy for them to blacklist someone. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that he has signed really 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 long contracts that he can't really get out of so he just has to do it so yeah i feel like it's a mix also i mean in just my theory but i'm sure he knows that if he was just doing music we would support him and he would be just as successful uh just yeah. as on his fans i mean this whole like Harry acting and Harry making music and the long tours, it actually kind of reminds me. And again, sorry for like the parallels, and I think I already mentioned it before, but kind of the same in like an every situation. And I've talked about this with, with my nan because she's a really big fan and she knows like a lot about it. And she said that, yeah, that she, she really likes Harry too, so she's like actually a fan and she follows him on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And she said that the how have they been promoting the movie and how Harry is like everywhere and how he's now acting and whatever. Like it really reminds her of her time in like the Elvis uh, stardom because yeah, starting the same since as Harry. I mean differently, but like they grew to a place that they were like a household name and mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's only going to get up, like bigger from there. And actually, I don't know if it's better or worse in the sense of commitment, the amount mm-hmm. of he he has planned or they have planned, or I don't know. What I do know, and I think, I think, correct me if if I'm wrong, wasn't his contract a three uh, album one and a three two one? Yeah. I mean, so, it's a theory, like we don't, we never had confirmation, but it's course. a theory, yes. Uh, I mean, it's a hope, <laughs> especially. Um, we don't know, maybe, like, I hope that after this whole tour, is going to uh, do the quota that he has to do for every contract and basically manage to fulfill all his goals that he has to fulfill in his contract. That's why he's, he's doing so many dates because he has to catch up from not being able to do a tour for Fine Line. So I feel like in this contract, he's like, oh, you have to bring that many money for tours or something. I think something like that. But also I feel the, the ways they are using it, that using him that much is they know that in the entertainment industry, well, you pick at a certain age, but Harry is going to go older. Basically, he's going to be 30, 40. 
and at some point some people are going to be like oh yeah he's old now so like obviously maybe some young girls won't be interested in him or maybe some fans are going to be interested in more young people or something like that so they know that right now is the best way to use him because he's still pretty and everything like obviously I know he's going to be beautiful all the time but what I mean is is like in the industry you're you're only good from 16 to 32 you know what I mean like and then you're too old and you we need to find new talent to bring back the teenage girls and everything so yeah it's going to be a gold mine for a few years and maybe then it's going to be able to start a family and be free and everything I don't know yeah it would make sense I mean we got a a little bit off topics but yeah (laughs) yeah now it's time for the speed round the question today is what is your LT2 claim track so first you know when we didn't have the track list we will always put like pick just numbers, obviously. So mine was two and three. We always did no bigger than me and written all over your face. And now that we have the the <laughs> the name, uh, I think I'm going to stay with written all over your face. And oh my god, this is so hard. But I'm really really interested with she's beauty real world class. And face the music. Basically. Oh, yeah. I'm so interested in um, She's a Beauty, We Are World Class. Like, yeah, it's just such an interesting name. Like, I don't know. Mm. Okay. Um, Scar, do you want to go next? Uh, yeah. Mine is my claim track is two because I did two mm. for Louis and eight for Harry to make 28. So, <laughs> so it's is... all over your face. Yeah. Which I'm so excited about because that song, like just the title of that, I love so yeah. much. Just like from my the dining table, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So mine, if I can go next. So mine is um silver tongs. Um, oh, not about like the number, but just like um with the name. I don't know. It was just the one that really. Um, clicked and I was just like I really want to listen to this one like I feel like it's gonna be really interesting and then Louis said like on for official charts that um, like one of the songs he was uh, like that was really particular and that he was like super um, proud of was Silver Tong so now I even want to listen to it more so yeah can't wait to listen to it yeah, and they definitely are something with silver because silver spoon in Harry's tattoo, silver street in Doncaster that he talks about in change. So yeah, I'm also very excited with silver tongue. But yeah, oh, it, yeah. It also just makes me think that um Harry Potter for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Honestly, I've never been so excited about an album. Like, I feel like I'm more excited about Facing the Future than I was for Harry's House. Yeah, that's how I am too. I don't know why, but I just feel like it's because we know how far Louis has come since Walls. That, like, it's so exciting to see how how different this is going to be. Because, like, Mm. when Walls came out, we were all, like, flabbergasted, like, how good it was. So if it's better than that, it's like, what? (laughs) 
also it's my first Louis album release. So I was like, I experienced the final album release. I was not completely in the fandom, but I was really a fan of Harry. But Louis, like when I was into fandom, like his album came out a year ago, so I didn't experience it. And I was such an emo kid when I was in middle school and high school that I feel like it's going to be just my type of music, very rock and emo. And yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm also really excited for like the kind of music it's going to be. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, also about the lyrics, but like more about, as you said, Scar, like Louis has come um, like very far. Now he is just... Um, like yeah I, I feel like now we can really understand the kind of artist that he is and he also discovered himself through like his whole like world tour so I can't wait to listen to it and just to see what inspired him and you like I also listened to all of his playlists you know like mm-hmm. the playlists that he made for the tour bus and the other one um, that he did for um you know the core thing can't remember mm-hmm. exactly like f1 mm-hmm. something um yeah. yeah so and through that i feel like you can see just louis music taste which were most like indie rock um which mm-hmm. is just so interesting because i really hope it's going to be the kind of music that we're going to have in the album and yeah i, I feel yeah. like i'm also just gonna love it <laughs> Um, I was gonna say silver tongues, but I also I'm just between two like headlines and silver tongue, just because of the names. I think they're going to be like kind of a, I don't know to call it rock or call it indie or like punk or whatever. I just I love that kind of music, and I think Louis is great for that. I think his voice is super super great for that. And I mm-hmm. when I listened to Out of My System, I got like kind of an Arctic Monkeys kind of <gasps> yeah. Sound. And yeah, I, sure. if you that sound, it's going to be super great. I think that is more his sound. I mean, because mm. w- even within the band, he brought a kind of sound to, to the songs, right? So mm-hmm. I really, really think he's going to do amazing with this. It's the music he wants to make. And I'm really super, I'm super excited, excited for this. And like, I really can't wait. Yeah, especially since he wrote them for live. So we know the tour is going to be amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and also uh, what I wanted to say, wait, <laughs> I lost my track of sound. Um, wait, wait, what did you say? Oh my God, I don't remember. I'm tired, I think. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm so, so excited because, oh yeah, I, I remember. Okay, I'm going to start over. I'm really excited because, like you said, he finally found his songs, and I feel like the next album is going to be more him, and the next album as well. Like, he's, he's still discovering himself, so I feel like each album is going to be better than the the one before. And I'm so, so excited for his solo career to really start because we know he experienced a lot in Worlds, but now he's is more confident and like you said his voice is perfect for this kind of music and holiday as well had really a arctic monkeys vibes like it was insane i don't know if you listen to holiday uh no i did not it's not on the album but it was leaked 
and it's really really Arctic Monkeys vibes as well. Which one? Holiday. Oh yeah, I actually I mean I begged my mom. <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but um because I'm not getting paid until the album comes out, right? After the album comes out, so I said, "Mom, can you please buy uh, Divine for me, the album for me, and I will pay you back." So when I was buying it, I actually like I bought the one with like two more songs. I think it is or one more song. I'm mm-hmm. so I want to listen to those because I want to see why they were included in the album in like the official track and like see how if there's a difference in like sound maybe maybe they didn't like uh, go really well with what we what he wanted to like say yes, exactly yeah i can't wait it's it's so soon like when he has announced it i was like oh my god it's going to be such a long time but now it's like in 20 days or something yeah it's insane yeah it feels so soon i'm so ready like i've never been so ready for an album and also the week before we're going to have my policeman so that's going to keep us entertained for a week and then it's going to come out and it's going to be oh my god yes yeah this is a month for the gays i'm sorry but like yes (laughs) my policeman Louis, and I know there's something else coming, and I don't know, I, I'm just, I'm not remembering right now, but I know there's something else. Well, there's a sushi music video as well. Yeah, as well. Um, but I just... It's probably a new music what, what uh, video from Louis. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same as well. So exciting. Yeah. This next month, we're in for a lot. Yes. <laughs> I actually have midterms in November, and I want to kill myself. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Midterms. I hate... Oh, God. It's so annoying, because it's, like, the whole... From, like, July until the last day before the test, we have to study, like, six, six months' worth of things. Yes. Oh my god, good luck. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's it for today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lara Weekly and we hope you learned something new. And this will be a series, so there will be a second part of this episode because there is so much to talk about on this topic. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to be a part of this journey, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and YouTube at the Live Weekly to keep up with all the podcast related news and exclusives. See you next Friday for a new refill.